Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. It's Friday, number 201, episode 201, starting the next 100. We will keep going until I, I don't know, keel over or something. I hope you're all having a good day. I'm so far. Now, advancement. Level advancement in a class and level game. I find it kind of a pain. And I am of the opinion that there's, there's kind of a, a controversy going around right now. I'm kind of of the opinion that adventure-based level advancement is better than regular experience point advancement. It's just a lot of bookkeeping I don't want to deal with. Which is funny, because it took me... <laughs> I'm I'm 61, I've been doing this for 30-plus years, and it's funny because I didn't realize you could do that until recently, until I got my hold of Swords and Wizardry Light and Swords and Wizardry Continual Light, and they have adventure-based level advancement. And it was one of those dope slap moments, you know, duh! Why can't you do it that way? Now, some people have a problem with that because they do like, you know, you start first level and in Swords of Wizardry Light Continue Lights, Light goes up to third level, Continue Light goes up to seventh, and they have a way of advancing after that. But they're basically, it's you start at first level, you complete two adventures, you're second level. You complete three adventures, you're at third level, etc., etc., and so on. And they have subclasses, and they just add like an adventure or two more for advancement in those classes, because they are subclasses and a little better than the usual basic class. Now, some people have a problem with this, mainly because there are certain game systems out there. Take one example, AD&D First Edition, where each class has a different advancement rate. And I see no problem in just leveling it out, saying, okay, this is the way it's going to be. And also it gives the DM kind of a... and It gives the DM a lot of leeway and how far he wants the characters to advance, which means that affects the development of the campaign. If they're in it for the long haul, if they're doing a bunch of one-shots, oh well. I mean, you can do one-shots within a campaign, but anyway. What I'm saying is different classes develop at different levels. Some people like that. Some people, it's like, that's a fair way of doing it. Usually people or players say that. And yes, the adventure-based leveling can be abused. But then again, so can the XP version too, because you're, you're adjusting XP all the time. I never run, if I'm running a module, I never give it per module. I just see what they were doing and see what stuff is worth. And I just accordingly. And it's not, it doesn't have to be a rigid thing like Swords of Wizardry Continue Light, but there's nothing wrong with doing that. My friend Carlos, when he ran that two-year 5th edition game, he would advance this one. He felt that we've earned it that we'd been through enough that we would be able to advance in experience. 
And he kept, pretty much kept it loosey-goosey. I think every three to five sessions we were, well, maybe even more, but we were advancing. We made it to 20th level in two years, which wasn't bad. I don't think it was rushed, but it was. he, he kind of kept it fair. And I'm trying to do the same thing with the Astonishing Swordsman game I have. Because, yes, the different classes advance at different levels. But I would rather just tell everybody, okay, you're now X level, and have them adjust accordingly. Now, there are advantages of having experience-based level advancement. Mainly, if they're advancing at different rates, then you have a character all of a sudden in the group that can do more than the others. That may be a problem, but sometimes that's an advantage to the group. So they have this character that can do a little more because they know they'll get there eventually. And I think the adventure-based advancement is good for the lower end of the OSR, like the basic games and the clones, say Labyrinth Lord or Menser or something like that. I think it's better that way because those tend to be evened out. I think the... The, the phenomenon of having everybody on the same experience chart is a recent phenomenon. And I'm talking recent, like in the last 10 years. I'm cons- I have not looked at 4th edition, but I believe, believe 3rd edition was the same way. I know 5th edition is that way. They have one experience chart and everybody follows it. They're more concerned with... Th- that, that system seems to be more concerned with the buffs the characters get at a certain level than what it takes to get to the level. I know they're tied together, but they seem to be more concerned with that, not, oh, he needs so many experience points. Of course, that makes things a little rough. Like, how do you deal with level drain? Okay. Yes, if you're doing adventure-based, you could drain them a level, so they'd have to do more adventures. It's kind of clunky. Or you can convert to the fact that your life ends, their life essence is or their life essence is being sucked out of them one way or another. Like if they're a vampire, they're drinking the blood. If they're below the wraith, they're touching them. Blah 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 blah, and it's taking hit points. Because believe me, I think that hit point drain versus level drain. I still think that hit point drain is a lot more dangerous than that level drain yeah level drain is a big pita but you know you can die a lot faster if they're dra- if it's automatically draining your hit points every round or something like that so you can adjust it that way and yeah you could do it like okay you lost an adventure so you're back at this level and you got to do one more adventure before you come and also there's also you got to decide what constitutes an adventure Are we talking adventures or sessions in an adventure here? Because some adventures are short. Some adventures are pretty long. We had a two... I just did a two-session adventure in Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea. And I advanced them a level after that. And I just advanced them like two sessions before. I was going to keep them at fifth level for a while. But then I looked at this module I ran, and I looked at what they fought, and I looked at the monsters and the XP levels and all that, and it's like, I gotta, I gotta advance them. They were dealing with the great race of Yith, if you know your Lovecraft, and I, they fought two of them, 
and they were worth like 2,800 experience points each on top of the other stuff they fought. And so I just said, it would not be fair if I did not advance them a level. So I advanced them a level. We're going to leave them at sixth for a while. The uh, Astonishing Swordsman caps at 12th level. So they're about halfway, which I think I, I, I kind of like that. 12 levels and you're out. And come up with another character. It just it just feels good. 12th to 14th level feels good to stop. I, yes, I've gone up to 20th level before, but that was an, to me that was an that game was an exception. And for a guy before who had never got anything higher than eighth level, any character higher than eighth level, that was really nice. But I think 12th to 14th level is a good stopping point for a game. And whether you get them there sooner or later is up to you, and up to your players because they're the ones that's playing it. So. I'd, I'd consider, I'd, I'd recommend love, uh, adventure-based leveling. You've just got to decide when. And if you want to do a, a restrictive, if you want to do a rigid thing like, like what Swords and Wizardry Light does, or if you want to just, you know, ad-lib it and go by what they were doing, look at what they, they accomplished, or if you just want to do something in between or just want to go by your gut, you can do that too. It's very, it's very, very flexible. Very flexible system. I'd consider it if I were you. Try it out. Let me know what you think. You guys can always, as usual, you can always email me at oldmangrognard.gmail.com or you can leave me a voicemail on Anchor. Play them on here. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program. I would thank you. And once again, thank you to my my supporters, Jonathan Dorge, Wendell Jessen, and Oliver Sheik. And thank you guys for being my first two supporters. And I think I'm going to go start my day. So until I see you next time, folks, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. <laughs>